Welcome back to another episode of the Four Train Savages podcast. Today is September 10th. The New York Yankees got done with a quick little series in not Toronto, but they actually played in Buffalo, New York. So staying in the same state. But as of late, it's still been a little bit of a disappointing baseball to see from the New York Yankees as it has been with the 2020 season, Tyler. And... This was like we were talking about with each other and kind of on our Twitter, uh, tweeting to the people. This was a very winnable series, and we kind of just let it slip out of our hands. But there was some sort of momentum with the last game yesterday, so we'll see what happens. But disappointing series nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quick how how fast myself as a Yankee fan, and I know along with other Yankee fans, can just kind of – we get one win out of not seeing one in – so long it feels like and we just say eh, you know at least we're above 500 now because like we've gotten to that point in this season where like we've actually got dude we were almost a sub 500 ball club which is nuts to me wild that's, that's crazy and we were got to that point we were also like thanking the lord last night and like praying that the new york mets beat the baltimore orioles like if you talk this or like you tell us this uh you tell us this in like march and april of an actual season we'd be like what the fuck are you talking about but you tell us since in the quarantine a little more realistic but like at the same time we're like no that's not gonna happen <laughs> that's it's what just, we're doing right now yeah they're playing better baseball than us dude which is What's so shitty about this? Oh, my this? God. It, it's unbelievable. And we have the series coming up with the Rays next, but they're playing so good right now. Like, the Rays oh, yeah, look like yeah, a it's, good yeah, ball club. looks good, yeah. Well, we, we already knew that because they already worked us. But, dude, it's just like we can't put – they can't put together, like, a full game right now, the Yankees. It's like they either obviously pitch well, which – I've come to the conclusion that I don't really think starting pitching is the issue right now. Yeah. But they either – in games that they pitch, they can't hit. In games that they hit, the bullpen blows it or, or Gumbo just comes out and looks ridiculous. So, it's been tough for them to put, like, a full nine-inning baseball game together as of late, it feels like. Literally, it's the same old story every time. It's – Here we go again. So before we dive into the games, we'll just talk about like the standings right now. So we're not going to look to the National League because, you know, there's no point in at this point. It doesn't (laughs) even look like we'll sniff the World Series. But in the American League, we got Tampa leading the way 28 and 15, Oakland 26 and 15. Oakland looks very good. And that top three teams of Oakland, Tampa and the White Sox, they look like the they're, White Sox are dangerous, bro. Hot. They're hot. very good. Uh, Cleveland, 26 and 17. Then Minnesota's kind of starting to pick it up. Toronto, the Yankees, and then Houston. So Houston has, they've had a disappointing year to say the every, least. Everyone, everyone just wants to go out and beat them because they all hate them. I think they've really let the, I, I guess the only thing that you can say is that they've let it got and they've like let the, the, the little bullshit shame. get to them. Yeah, the little shame tour they're going through. Yeah, so 
Dude, out of all those teams you just named, I feel like if the Yanks make it in the in the playoffs, because that's clearly not even a given right now. Like, like I'm not even I am touching upon that, but I don't even want to get too far into it. But last team I want to face in that in the uh, in the AL right now is the Indians. I feel like just because of that rotation, dude. Yeah, yeah, Bieber Bieber could win if I mean I don't really think they're gonna give it to a pitcher, but he has been so good. Yeah. He's been very good. They have right a really out. good pitching staff. So, yeah, out of that, like, right as of now, I mean, it's going to change because, I mean, we're separated from the first seed by six games. There's no way we're going to do it with the teams ahead of us. But you know how it is, like, with the last yeah. games. Like, shit happens in baseball. It's, you know, a 20-game stretch can really sweat. Like, we started off the first third of the season hot, really good. Middle we'll be half. there five, six, or eight. Or yeah, not I think so. All. Middle middle part for us, absolutely fucking awful. And then we'll see what happens in the end. So right now we're matched up with the Oakland A's. They're a fucking good ball club. Matt Chapman and Matt Olsen are scary. They got Loriano came back, went fired up against the Astros. Actually, that would be an insane fun series to watch after the if it was the Astros Oakland. That would be a fun series to watch yeah, if it that, was the, after their shit. Be. I'm excited for the playoffs. I hope it does, it's not in some bubble format like there. It looks like it's going to be. Yeah, but I mean, nah. I'm excited either way. I mean, I want the Yanks to be there. I'm just gonna be rip shit. Like at least show up, even though you don't deserve it. I yeah no. I mean, <laughs> dude, they I, we need <laughs> exactly like come on like the one year we're in quarantine. Yeah, I I don't know. I they're talking about a neutral site. I, I mean, it would kind of suck, but like the way that they've been going right now, they've after the fucking Marlins fucked up, and I get not really the Phillies. I think the Phillies were kind of less and the, so. The Cardinals, too. the Cardinals. I think it was more so like the Marlins. Although Jeter came out and said that wasn't a thing. Yeah. But, but you know, we know like Clevenger when he did his shit they, of like going out. Been, yeah, everything's been good like as of late though, which is kind of the Yeah, because because they got they they got publicly shamed and then you hear yeah. the stories of what the fuck they did and you're like, "How dumb can you be? You literally cannot stay on lockdown. You've been in lockdown for the past 4 months and then you can't do it during the season where you're supposed to focus." Like, no you're not going to really miss any. I know they're all young dudes in their 20s and, you know, or early 20s. Playing major league ball. I, it's just tough for me to say, like, especially in a quarantine season. Like, I listen, I know, like, we're young. We're young individuals. We want to go out. We want to do this shit. But in the time being, like, if you're, you're supposed to be playing baseball and playing for your franchise and trying to win a championship. So, but. Hey, get out of here with that nonsense. So. Uh, that's what the se- uh, the seating's looking like right now. So we got to kind of shall we run this down a little bit? Yeah, we just ha- we just wanted to keep a nice keep a nice eye on what was happening in the league, and I think we got- we're going to continue to start to do that throughout the podcast. Maybe kind of look at that each time and see what what's happening around the league. But yeah, let's hop into the first game against uh, the Buffalo Blue Jays. So we got Jordan Buffalo Montgomery versus Ryu, and you had spoken about it in the podcast before about like gumbo trying to step up and be a guy, but he just looked, he threw 84 pitches in four innings, dude. You can take it, take, take the floor. (laughs) Dude. Um, I'm kind of surprised that he like only gave up. Well, I'm more than surprised. He only ended up giving up two earned, I believe. 
And it looked like it should have been a lot worse than that. Because, dude, from the, from the jump, he looked bad. Um, if, if it's even um, possible to talk about playoff, like a 1-2-3 rotation right now, um, Jordan Montgomery has completely, completely distanced himself so far away from that. Um, I feel like at the beginning of the year, that was kind of an option, if, um, especially if Paxton wasn't going to work out. And now he's just – like I personally would take Hap over Montgomery right now. Um, in a in a winner go home game, yeah, I agree. Just because he doesn't look confident at the mound, he de- like he gets rocked, dude. I, I don't even want to say like rocked. It's just like I know you're not a huge fan of like the exit velocity stat, but dude, he gets balls smacked around against him, and he got blessed with a couple like more than a couple actually. I feel like it was at least three or four line drives that guy hit to to center or to guardian left. Like I take oh. I take it into I take it into account when it's. I, more so, like, like when it's talked about in the offensive perspective, like, yes, I understand they're hitting the ball hard, but most of the times I'd really kind of just rather see if it, if it goes out of the park, it goes out of the park. But, like, obviously if you're seeing, like, a pitcher trending of, like, this guy's getting the ball hit hard, out of, hard off him, then there probably should be something changed up in his game or the way that he approaches pitching. So, yeah, no, from that, from that way – I think that it's it's something that you can definitely take into account. But we started off this game very yeah. promising. <laughs> Voight homers. The Hicks, worst game of the season to watch. Hicks, oh, easily. Well, I don't know. There's been a lot. I, I think the yeah. last one that we thought of was probably the Mets game where Alonzo hit the home run. I would I say with that. Yeah, I don't want to speak too soon either because. Yeah, I mean, it could probably easily, be topped. It, it can easily top that. So Voight hit the home run. Hicks hit a home run. And then. Blue Jays scored back in the bottom of the first. And then in the bottom of the second, they tied the game at two. Andujar. Andujar. Now, what's the stat that I think you sent it to me the other day that threw Andujar's what? Like 20-some-odd 20, oh, 20 games? I tweeted it, yeah. Um, the, the plate appearances stat. So, yeah. So, it was, it was like something like – Yeah, go ahead. has four – and through four innings of game one. So, I haven't done it after this series. But through four innings, it probably hasn't changed. Yeah, through four innings of game one, uh, Miguel Andujar had 48 at bats with 12 hits, and Gary Sanchez had 102 at bats with 13 hits. And Gary has struck out as many times through his 100 at bats as plate appearances Miguel Andujar has. Yep. Embarrassing. That's impressive, Gary. Embar- like, yeah. I'm upset point. that they didn't sit Gary the whole the whole series in this. Yeah, no. They, they really tell him like remember I said I said in the last podcast, I don't know if he ended up playing two games, but I was like, I think he did. I was yeah, like, he did. I don't want them to ha- I don't want Gary to play more than one game this series because he doesn't deserve to. He should have DH'd like one game and then that's it, if anything. Yeah. Or why would you why would you even want to DH him at this point? It's just he's lost this year. He, he did something yesterday that just fucking – oh, my God. But <laughs> but with Miguel Andujar uh, – Hey, so we called I, for him last pod. We called yeah, we, for him. we did. So my thing with Andujar, like, I understand, like, his glove and everything, and I understand that he's probably going to be the odd man out. But when it comes to this season, he should be DHing every game. I really believe that. 
for right now like yeah for right what, now that's what i mean what a, yeah, that's what i yeah, mean yeah, until right we get now, our definitely. until we get our boys back like i understand like i'm not an idiot like once we get like well, I know everyone that, in there Rob. jeez you think i'm out here you know <laughs> like like no we should have miguel andujar at the moment should be DHing every game because his bat is starting to come along a little bit as told through this blue jay series and he had a big hit against the go-ahead hit against the baltimore orioles the last series uh-huh. so what? he's better option than Gary Sanchez. Like, I don't, no, I don't you know. What I, mean? I definitely agree. He did. So it's spot on this team. I, he's going to hit like this after his rookie year. I was a big fan of Miguel Andujar. And like, I understand the slander that he gets from Yankees fans for the glove. And, but you know, we have Urshela to play that position now. So, and I, he's probably going to end up being the odd man out, but I was a fan of Miguel Andujar. And at the moment he is the best option to have as a DH Hey, if he looks like a uh, rookie year and Duhar, then we're Anything happy. close to that. Anything yeah. better than Gary Sanchez hitting 126, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I hear you. Oh, my God. I mean, goodness. hey, M- Mickey is in uh, left field today. Did you see he, that? I did see that. Yeah. If they play, hopefully, we're recording it right before. I mean, hopefully, it doesn't get rained out and we could fit the game in, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Frazier staying hot. Claim Frazier, that red haired man. Gets in another run. With a triple, and then Hicks got in a run, and we go up six two in the Hicks, top the, of the six. The, the king of walks. Top of the six, we go up six to two, up four runs, and we're feeling good. We're like, all right, the boys are coming in from the bullpen. We're gonna be doing all right. It's gonna be high leverage a- relievers coming in. High leverage relievers, <laughs> and then. Uh, Shit just fucking hits the fan, boys and girls. I it was just so. I honestly, full disclosure, I when they got the bases juiced and they started tacking in runs, when it was six five, I turned the game off because I'm like, I can't watch this. I can't watch this and put myself through this. I had to turn something else on. I really did. Like I, I hate to say it as a Yankee fan, but I think a lot of Yankee fans are doing that this year. They are just like I like I think you said it too. Like we were talking and like the Yankee. I don't remember which game, but like I can't watch this. Like it's really it's difficult it's to watch this. Painful. To watch this continued um, pattern of here missile. we go again. Here we go again. Like literally, that should be the saying of the 2020 Yankees. Like here we go again, and then shit just hit the fan. But I think you. I'm going to give you the floor because. <laughs> Adam Ottavino, man, dude, and, and, I, dude, I'm done he, with him. He, he, done. did you see his post game press conference? Um, I know he said he basically accused the Blue Jays of cheating. Wait, was this a game where he said something about the lights? I don't know if it was about the lights. I don't have the exact Why? quote. Why? But what did Otto say? In he process? was basically saying like, "I don't. Know. I'm a. Sw- I'm a. I'm a swing and miss kind of pitcher. Me and Chad are go for swing and misses, and we didn't have a single swing and miss. So there was oh, something going yeah. on. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Dude, you send that to me. You know, um, I, I, don't know. I, I, I hate to say this to you, Adam, but like you've been really bad this year. So maybe it's just a thing of you sucking so bad that they <laughs> hit the fucking ball every time that you pitch it over the plate. Like if you watch the balls that he's throwing, bro, those ain't those aren't swinging yeah. miss pitches. Like, like, hey Adam, maybe if you don't hang a slider, the ball won't go dead center for four hundred and thirty fucking feet. <sighs> like, but, dude, and Vla- Vlad Guerrero Jr. stole a base. 
fat ass stole a base, dude. That's and right before that, Michael K was like, "Oh yeah, and uh, Adam Ottavino has really been working tirelessly this off season um, on holding runners." And all of a sudden, Vlad's just on the move. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> relax. At, I watched an interview with Grichik, and they were like saying like how how he he stole and like they were like wait what what the fuck that's not supposed to happen like vladdy just stole a base i'm like of course it would be against us but another takeaway from this is it's like a flip-flop of like our stud relievers just being shitty and then like our like long relief guys that aren't really thought of like of like upper tier like aren't like those guys are pitching well so holder went one one and two thirds only gave up a hit and a walk struck out two didn't give up earn run Luis Sessa goes in for a uh, inning in a uh, two thirds and he doesn't give up anything and usually when we put Luis Sessa in he fucking is in a game where we're down a shit ton or maybe up like 10 runs, which hasn't been this year or has been a lot of down a shit ton of runs. And then Clark Schmidt got in and he only uh, walked two runners and then he struck out two. So well, that Clark was a kind of a bounce when, back. Clark got in when this game was over, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You know, it's not a takeaway. Yeah, no, nah, as long as, long as, I mean, yeah, I'm glad he, he had a better inning than last time, but dude, I'm not done with Otto. Like just watching him pitch is like, Dude, because he came in with what? Did Chad juice the bases, or was it runners on first and second, and then Otto came in? Uh, I, I don't know. Either way, dude. As soon as Otto gave up like that first hit, I think to make it six three, I want to say, and then the bases were still loaded. His shoulders just went like down, and he was clearly like. Dude, he looked like he wanted to cry. And then I don't even care that Boone left him out to die because he fully deserved to sit in the shit that he made. Yeah. I'm glad he sat out there. He threw like 40 pitches to get out of it. I mean, I don't know. I can't stand Adam anymore. Um, Since the second half of last year, I haven't been able to trust him at all. And the Yankees clearly can't because – They've only brought him in as like a righty specialist throughout the year. They finally put him in a high leverage uh, situation and it's a 10 run inning. That's like, once again, impressive. I don't even, I just, I I don't understand it. There's He's a seven point something ERA. He sucks. And he's been really bad. And he just looks like, I don't know. looks like one of those people I just don't like. I have just had like <laughs> when I when I see him get in the game and I see number zero on them like dude he was raw when he was with Colorado when and he's like, on he's raw when that sliders yeah. the the way it should be he's got one of the better sliders in the in the game of baseball he but when does. he's off he's off and he hangs it like yeah it's gonna be rough <laughs> he yeah I just have like everlasting like replays of him in the play postseason against the Astros and I'm just oh, like oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was not. terrible when he, I was at the I was at um game four in the Bronx when he came in and uh, that game got cracked open because he gave up like two <laughs> after after it was just made like I don't know Gary was he on your shit list two. immediately when that happened or was it like did it take some more time or was it like- no 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 dude he was on my shit list before that because he dude the whole second half of last year I he didn't pitch well. 
Like he had a lights out first half of the year, and then he, and then he kind of came back to reality. And then by the time the postseason came around, he just stunk. Yeah, he just was stinky. Pretty fucking but, ass, dude. Like I mean, it's insane. They go up six two, and we're finally getting happy. It's a six inning, and then, and then it's six to twelve before the game, like before the inning's over. Like this was a game that you really want, obviously, like to kick off the series with a win. What are you gonna do though, huh? I mean, it's a lot of sighing on this podcast. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of sighs. Um, just, a, just annoying game to watch. So game two, but not Holder, much Holder, Holder, and Sessa pitched well. So. Yep, and not just this game. Like they've looked, they both have sub three ERAs on the year. They do. They've been so good for them. Holder has done way more than I thought he would. <laughs> So game two, not much better. Ian ha- or no, I say Ian Hap. J- Ian Hap's been playing well for the Cubs. I was watching him <laughs> the other day. Uh, J Hap versus Tijuan Walker. I didn't even know that. Like Tijuan Walker's been on like a lot of teams uh, lately. I don't know why. I just he was almost that. gonna be a Yankee dude. And he's he fucking pitches good. And this is just a long game of just like. Can they get a run? Can they do something? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. And so they, lo- they lose 2-1. All we get is a Talkman sacrifice fly. Gross. But Bases uh, juiced, no outs. One Talkman sack fly run. But some, some things to take from this was the Gary Sanchez is just absolutely fucking lost. Gone. <laughs> Gone. He Let him dropped, when you go. He is gone, dude. Hit the the foul pop up was <laughs> insane, insane. <laughs> like when I saw that, I was like, dude, just where, such a scary moment. Where the hell? Like, where the hell is your head at, man? <laughs> like, I honestly kind of at that moment, I kind of started to feel a little bad for him. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of started feeling bad for him. I was like, dude, oh, imagine how fucking shitty that must be. Is you probably look through your exactly. mentions and you see all these fucking people just talking shit about how you can't fucking sing a bat, how you can't fucking block and a ball. And then he can't catch the pop-up. And it's just a nice little pop-up, right? right? Out, not even in play, out of play. And you're like, ah, it's easy. Can't accord, can't accord. And it just <laughs> bread and butter oh. for you. And just pops right out, and you could just tell he was like, "Oh my god!" Dude, I'm convinced Gary just hates his life at this point, and he Dude, has no interest in liking it ever again. He is one of the individuals like a lot of us, but like he is like wanting 2020 to accelerate to end is like very very soon. Like yeah. he wants this year to be over. Like, wake me up when it's over, and it he proves it because he clearly doesn't want to go to the playoffs. Because he hates putting the ball in play, or doing anything beneficial for this team besides that grand slam. I'm never talking about that grand slam again, actually, because it's over. It's, <laughs> it's never gonna happen. Yeah, again. it was against the Mets. I, I just don't. And it, like the four runs, it was like we were we. It was the time we were o o for seven or o for eight with runners in scoring position in this game too. It just made it a frustrating. Loss. Can't leave ducks that, on the pond, dude. There's Can't a couple. Them. Yeah, there's a couple um, innings where. I think Hicks walked and then he stole a base. Runner on second, no outs, didn't get him in. And there was another 
Another inning where um, DJ walked and Luke had a single. Runners on first, second. No one scored. Like, he didn't even get the runners over. It's just that that that's like what they cannot do ever. And, dude, Taewon or Taejon, whatever the fuck his name is, he walked five guys in this game. Three in the first inning. He gives up a lot of walks. I've had you have to you you have to score <laughs> when you give up five walks, dude. This man did not pitch that well, and it looks like he did. Uh, yeah, I know he's not even really that great of a, a starter. Like he's like he kind of reminds me of Hap a lot, and he's just like he's kind of like a like a four or five guy on like a good team, maybe yeah. not even like five. But hey, props to Hap again, though, man. I mean, he's had two out of like I would say. Two out of the four best Yankee starts so far this year. I'd put give Cole one, and then I'd give Debbie one as well. The last one against the Mets, he like kind of like looked like he even that like, but he like kind of started to unravel in like the fourth last time. Yeah, well, he had that one bad inning definitely. But, I mean, just this game was only one bad pit, one bad pitch he made. But you could tell he's trying to shove it to the Yankees. Bad. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Which I love, like, uh, like. Props to Hap for his bald old ass going out there and just shoving. <laughs> like you said, I mean yeah. he's got balls of steel right now. It feels like yeah, something something to something to motivate him to fucking pitch well. But he's uh, locating his fastball, which which I like because he yeah. doesn't throw that hard. So when he when he locates it, I mean he's got yeah ten strikeouts, dude. Yeah. That's nuts. The CC Sabathia Bartolo Cologne formula can't throw over ninety, but we'll we'll paint the corners. Yep, we'll put it where it's got to be. Um, but another storyline to come out of this game, or like on around this date, was Brian Cashman takes a little meeting down to Buffalo, New York, to talk to the Yankees, and he says every now and then when I feel it's appropriate. I won't be afraid to gather the troops and have a little discussion. Obviously, there are things you want to touch on. So Cashman said, I just reminded them first and foremost that I believe in them. I put the club together with my staff and everyone here for a reason. Uh, <laughs> making sure they know where they have to, where they, ha where they get back to, uh, where they have to get back to. I have taken the opportunity to do that from time to time and see it helps. The bottom line is we are our own. There's no help coming, and the challenge is to find a way to get through this storm. Yeah, I feel like he, in all the reports I saw, he, like, repeatedly. 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 I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Appreciate you. He repeatedly emphasized the fact that there is no one else coming. Like, I clearly did not make a move. No one's coming out of the minors. Because this kind of slipped over our head, Rob, in recent podcasts because of all the bullshit. But, dude, Clark Schmidt's on the team right now. Yep. Davey's on the team. I mean, this is what we got for this year, man. And it, and Cashman, I mean, kind of let them know, like, do something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're – like, he was kind of letting them know, I feel like, in the most respectful, professional way that this is, is what it is. And you got – y'all better stop acting like there's going to be someone to bail you out here because there's not. You guys fucking suck, and there's not – necessarily gonna be some kind of godsend that is like coming down to save our season like we have to perform yeah uh dj lemayhew they asked him about it and he was saying that it was like a little uh peculiar to him at least because like i'm sh like because cashman's had meetings with the team he did it in 2009 season there was a road trip i believe it was in 
Atlanta where they may have been yeah, struggling. Yeah, I saw that. And so, 2000, he did it, I think. Yeah, so he um he's done this before, and DJ just never experienced that with the Colorado Rockies, probably because the Rockies have been a losing organization. They got to the uh, World Series they once. They don't they don't care about them. They don't they don't really win. So that's <laughs> winning organizations do this kind of stuff. But yeah, so I mean, he I fully support it. Like Cash is coming in there. I mean, he's basically in control of the team anyway. I mean, Boone is just a babysitter. I've just said this before. Like I, that's what happened. So uh props to him getting in their face i guess like i don't know how we're not in that room but i don't know if he was like get your shit together he was probably yeah i hope it comes out at the end of the year dude that he like fucking went in there and like rip shit had had nice coffee in his hand and just threw it against the wall or something yeah and like kind of lost his mind a little bit but i doubt it you know yeah but (laughs) getting all worked up yeah like he cares, nah. He did. He does care. I believe, though. Um, but yeah, I. I mean, I like to Hopefully see it's it. a turnaround, man. I, I mean, after after the third game, though, I I, I hope it is because they played well in the third game, which we'll get into. But I mean, yeah, I, I. Well, like there were people saying like, oh, this shows like Aaron Boone's flaw and not being able to motivate the team. Like, no, I like kind of saw that before. I don't really think like because he's. Cashin's done this before, but like, yes, that is true. But I don't think this is something that you can really pile on to doing like, cause this is what happens in baseball. Now baseball is just controlled by the front office. It seems. And there, there's always just going to be like a disconnect with these sort of teams that don't have, uh, not a, like, you know, a personality manager, like a guy, like if you have like a guy, like, like, even though I'm not a huge fan, like, like jo- a media presence kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a guy, like, because everyone fucking hates when I see Yankees Twitter is like, what the fuck is Aaron Boone saying after the game? Like, I agree with them. Like, it's just funny to see every, like, after every press conference, like, dude, accountability. accountability. Uh, I'm on that side, definitely. Yeah. I don't like all his, like, I don't know. It frustrates me when Boone can't just, like, go up after, like, dude, when in the game they lost 12 to 7. Game two, he was like, "Yeah, well, there were some good takeaways here." Like, no, I, that's he, not what I want to hear. I want to hear like, "Yeah, we played like shit." Because Luke Voigt's comment after the game was like, "Yeah, we played like shit," and like, it has to stop now. Yeah, like, that's he's a what big I'm trying to hear. He's a big like analogy guy. I feel like like we'll get him tomorrow. Yeah, he doesn't like to like. He, he's never gonna wave a red flag in his life. <laughs> He's always optimistic, but then, you know, when Boone's optimistic, bad things happen, so. Yeah, I know. Honestly, when he did the fucking Savages rant, I was honestly very, like, surprised that he did that, And but, like, that was in a season that we were just fucking good, but, yeah. like, I guess. Everyone was just good. Yo, so question for you, and I, I do think I know how you feel about it, but before I kind of go off on it, you, do you want Cashman as a GM? Yes. No, okay. I, 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 I saw us arguing like with guys on Twitter and they're like, Cashman needs to go. Yeah. Like, if you think Cashman's got to go, you're no. unintelligent. That's, <laughs> that's all you are. You're just unintelligent. I, dude, like, okay. If you think Brian Cashman is the issue, like, this is just the way baseball teams are made up. Okay. Like, if you've been complaining, and like, I think there was some guy arguing with us that he was like, he made the point that, like, that was Gene Michaels' team. That was uh, like, okay like he found talent did did brian did brian cashman not find uh did brian cashman not half our roster right aaron aaron judge did he not put together all these good players that have helped us 
performed well and sparked us Labor. in 2017. Like, listen, you're going to find shit that's wrong with Cashman and you're going to be kind of on one or one or the other side of the fence with him. But in the long run, you have some perspective and say, dude, this guy's a good GM. Like he's had us like, yes, we've only had one championship in the past 20 years and maybe it'll take some more time. Like if they don't win with this fucking team and like they don't do something in the next couple of years. And yes, like at the, the, the flames will get very hot on their Brian Cashman seat. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, he, no, it's, it's more so the manager, like, cause I, but he did put Boone in place. So, I mean, but yeah. I mean, I can agree with the fact because some people have the argument that like Cashman doesn't really run his baseball operations with like a sense of urgency only because he's not one to like dump like a ton of prospects to like try and win this year because he's always so because we're always that close, you know, like like, dude, I know that like I'm not. Even That's bullshit, though. That's I mean, bullshit. If we'd end up like the Red Sox. We'd have yeah, to trade exactly. all those guys. No, exactly. I don't want that. Like, yeah, I don't want our farm system dumped, bro. Like, what, what if, like, what if Glaber and all the and Devi and Clark all got moved, and then we're stuck next year with only Carrot Cole, and then when are we gonna pay Judge and Stanton's contract, and then we're just we're fucked because we have we have no young talent because because uh, Cashman gambled and tried to make a splash one year when we're there every year, so. I I, I agree with you. I mean, and people would make the argument like, oh, but we would, uh, the Red Sox got a championship. Yes, very true. They could so I would, for a long time, though. I, yeah, exactly. So I would ask you this, Yankee fans, and this is maybe my, I would rather roll the dice and like, and how we'll get into it in this game of how I said, um, from my perspective, unless it was for Clevenger, we basically rolled the dice because apparently the deal that was in place, I think was one that you spoke about, Tyler, that like you proposed to me in one of the podcasts. I think it was like Debbie Garcia and like Andujar and like another kind of prospect. Well they, well, they said the price tag was like two of the three between Debbie Clark and Clint Frazier. So kind of like Andujar is not Clint, but you know. Yeah, the price tag was very high, and I'm glad yeah. that they didn't move two out of the three of those. But if they were to be like, I don't even, I, I can't even say it now because of how well Debbie's pitching. But I, I, hey, I looked at him after that Mets start. I said, you know what? Like, I, I want to. This is a 60 game season. I didn't really even want to make trades for this season. Like, I know we're in the goal we want to win, but I was like, dude, this kid looks like he's got something. He got a little, got a little spunk, got a little fire in his eye. I want to see what he does. That's a little far, but, you know, I, I want to see what he has. I mean, uh, he loves I, I was telling you, like, imagine if we – I mean, I guess Herman is going to come back after he did that horrific shit with fucking – it's, yeah. it's just unbelievable. But, I mean, so we lost him. He may come back. And then if Sevy, you know, learns how to not get injured, like, if we really could have had, like, a like, or we can. We, I mean, we still can, but, you know, given whatever happens, we could have a Roto – of Cole, Sevy, Tanaka, if we re-sign him, which I think, like, I will fucking beat this into people's brains. Like, we need to re-sign Masahiro Tanaka if you don't think so, but yet you fucking argue to pitch if, to trade for a fucking pitcher at every deadline. We need starting pitching. Oh, but let's not fucking keep the guy that's been a very solid yeah, pitcher playoff, for the playoff tank for the past seven years. Like, let's not re-sign him. But we have him, and then like Herman, and possibly Debbie if he's you know that's not a bad Dude, rotation. And not even. Like, not to kind of not say Herman will be back next year, because I think he will. 
I don't know what I don't know if he'll walk in there with a ro- rotation spot just because I I do believe Clark, Dude almost won 20 games and he and oh my god. Yeah, but he all I mean he did get a lot of help in those games last year. He did yeah, pitch well, but I I don't know if I had to bet I do see Clark Schmidt and Devi both in the rotation next year. I'll take either of them. So like cuz do Clark is their higher rated prospect between the two of him and Devi. Yeah. So like I do see I don't know. I, I hope for a world where they're both in a rotation with us next year. Yeah. My argument thing with like, like if we had the opportunity to get Clevenger, go for it. But my thing was with like Lance Lynn, he had the, he, he's pitching very well. And I, I'm still one of the, to believe that I think in the market that he's pitching in, in Arlington with the Texas Rangers, I think that that suits him better. And I think that really goes for a lot of pitchers like Sonny Gray pitching in Oakland and pitching in Cincinnati fits well. Pitching for the Yankees didn't didn't fit well for him. I don't think that did. And he had the four, and honestly Lance Lynn has written like written on him. I think that he looks like a James Paxson formula or a um J Hap formula of like yeah, he'll go out there and that's basically what he did with the Yankees. Like he wasn't bad, but he was solid, but like sometimes he would just not look like he's on. Like I don't know. That's what you're kind of going for. Whereas you roll the dice with Debbie Garcia and keep prospects like Clark Schmidt, you know, I would, I would go with that. And uh, of course, I, 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 I swear agree, to God, yeah. if they ever, if they trade Clint Frazier in the next couple of years, let him fucking play baseball he's, and nah, let he's him not get traded. There's I will a, beat that to death, but he, um, he's the starting left fielder from, from here on out. I feel like. Once Judge gets back, because Judge is going to come back and play. Yeah. Right, so let's dive into that last game. Debbie Garcia versus Tanner Roark. This is a game I felt like they should win, and I felt like they would win, because I'm just not a big Tanner Roark guy. Never, never really, you know, he had that good year <laughs> in Washington, but I was just never like a big Tanner Roark guy. I just didn't really think he was that good. Glaber Torres comes out, hit an absolute piss missile. Center field, puts us up one nothing. And Glasses Glaba, baby. And then we had another letdown in the bottom of the second. Fisher comes in, homers to right. Caleb Joseph scores. We go down 2-1. I think this is the point where I text you, ah, there it goes. Here goes the lead. Now we're going to lose. Yep, but yep, here we go. They surprised us. LeMayhew, DJ, you beautiful man, you beautiful robot. <laughs> it's a little oppo- hey, it, Rob, this was an actual baseball game that we watched. Yes, it was. Because it was so nice. It wasn't just like I know that Glaber and uh, DJ both had the homers, but then after those two runs, like they actually strung hits together and they played like a professional ball club that yep. isn't kind of just swinging for the fence the whole time. And one, I hate that stadium. Um, just because it, it just, I, I don't know. I don't like anything about it. But, it screams Toronto. Yeah. And like, scary. I'm just like, Ugh. Ugh. gross. But, yeah. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> but yeah, DJ went oppo like taco. And then Voight singles gets in Tyler Wade. Torres with another double scores two. And that kind of blew the game open, get it up 5 2. And then Frazier, Frazier singles. Frazier, get, baby. Get, gets LeMahieu in. And then later in the ninth, Torres gets in uh, RBI ground out. Hicks scores. We go up 7 2. And luckily, the relievers decided to show up and pitch well and not fucking give up any runs. So that was nice. Brian and it looked phenomenal. And it's Chapman, you know, Chapman kept it, kept it there, didn't give up any runs. And. I really, I mean, I guess you could say Aaron Boone made a good fucking decision finally and left Debbie in for the seventh and let him. He had that two run home run in the bottom of the second, but then he locked in, man. Yeah. He locked no, in I, and he pitched well. 
I totally agree. I don't know if you've kind of gotten the same feeling that I've kind of been like um, seeing when I've been watching like probably the last two series, but they are leaving pitchers in for a lit. I feel like that extra inning, like normally I feel like Debbie comes out in the sixth in this game and the yeah. game before that Hap comes out the inning before. And even in the game before that, I don't see gumbo going four innings with how hard every ball is getting hit. So I kind of feel like they're backtracking a bit and trying to not go to their pen as much, which I like, like if the guy's rolling, let him stay in the game. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm tired of the analytical bullshit with like the, with like the third uh, time around the order, like pitchers get rocked. Like let's, let's, you know, the old fashioned eye test now. And <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, you, exactly. Like the dude looks like he's moving. Let's let him, let's let him work. Come on now. Yeah. So I, I loved what I saw from Debbie and I, I would hope that we get in the postseason, maybe give him some experience. I don't know if he'd start a game, but the way he's going, who fucking knows? Maybe they do throw him in there. If he has a couple more ending starts to the season and you're like, Oh shit, we should have him line up. I, well, I don't really know because if you have it's in the, it's three game sets. So you'd have Cole pitch game one, and then what? Probably Tanaka. And then you want to hear you want to think of something kind of weird with that? Like, would you almost pitch Tanaka game one? So if you lose game one, you have Cole in your elimination game. Yeah, I could see that. I, like I, would, might, I would not I, be opposed. Or even like them doing some stuff like depending on how dude, I think right now in a three, like if Debbie does, if he just mimics what he's done the last three starts in his because he'll, he'll probably have. 17 games left he'll probably have three more starts if he has two more very good starts i feel like he's a, the third guy yeah throughout in the postseason like I, over paxton i don't care I, I like i know paxton has no i don't I, if paxton comes back they he would i think at this point he has to be a guy that comes out of the or, pen yeah he might be a dude like where when it's debbie's day if debbie gets in a trouble maybe he has like a short leash yeah and then they bring in some like a loisaga or like a paxton something mm -hmm. like that you know, I agree uh, with that. I'm excited. So the three-game series, like, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of – I mean, knock on wood, we get there. <laughs> knock, knock. But, you know, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how they – Yeah. It's like they're – three pitchers yeah no that will be very interesting how they set that up but if Devi's going in hot like you may have to be like let's ride let's ride the young buck because like I, I don't i don't know how you can't like just be like we see what he see what he's got especially in a fucking oh yeah COVID season. yeah dude did you hear in um his his post game thing i know he like I like the translator obviously said it but he was like he was, they were like, did you feel any pressure? And he was like, no, no pressure at all. I feel like it is my responsibility to go out there and compete. This is what I do. I'm like, this guy is a fucking dog. I like, fucking what, love it. Get this guy out there all the time. Love it. Love it. Yeah, no. But, but dude, and also in this game, love Glaber finally. Like, I hope his bat gets hot because yes. we, we need MVP type Glaber around. Big time. And he, he, I was pleased to see that. Yeah, Glaber also said after the game that um he's going to continue wearing the glasses that he wore. He looked pretty swagged out. Not because lie. because he's superstitious now about them. So hopefully, baseball is a going. game with superstitious kind of. Yep, absolutely. I'm not superstitious, just a tad bit stitious. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hicks, Hicks walks a ton in this game as well, dude. I saw yeah. some stat um today. He uh he leads the league in uh based on loss percentage with twenty one percent. 
Yeah, I mean, so my thing with Hicks is, like, he's not so much in, like, the shit house with all the rest, like, like Ford and uh, Wade and Gardner and Talkman and Gary and Wade. I'm so, so done with Mike Talkman. My, my, thing, my thing with him is, like, we signed him to this deal, seven years, 70 million. Easily Yankees can get out of it or wiggle their way. But my thing is, why don't we kind of see – with him, I think next year, give him a make or break year. The thing with him is he either is playing well and then gets injured or he comes back from injury and then he can't get back to where he was. And it's just very wishy-washy with, with, with Hicks. So I, I say, give him a make or break year. Unlike the other ones. Cause I honestly, I am of the camp that I think that there will be a lot of turnover in this roster next year. So I think you should keep Hick or at least give him one more year. I think the talent's there, but he's just got to put it all together. And if he doesn't, kick him, kick him, kick him out. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you to to like a certain extent. I just I I don't know if I see Aaron Hicks really being like a two like eighty three hundred hitter again. I don't even know if he's ever even hit that high with us. Yeah, but like, I would like to see him out of the t- the low twos. Obviously, I mean, because dude, if he can draw walks and hit two fifty and hit, because dude, in a in a full season, he's probably hitting twenty home runs and playing v- phenomenal defense. So like, I could live with that with ten mil a year, you know? Yeah, that's that's my thing too. I don't I don't think it'd be that big of an and issue. He, he's not an automatic out. He has good at bats, so. We'll see what Hicks does. I would like, I'd like for him to be an all-star that he can be, you know? Yeah, I think he's got the talent there, but he's just – I don't know. He just hasn't put it together. Uh, so, the last game that they won, they were actually able to salvage our awards for this week because then it kind of left us on a brighter note. So, yeah, we'll kind of hop into us those. To a, it allowed us to be in a decent mood today. A decent mood. We'll see what the <laughs> fuck they do tonight and see if they, they do something good or piss yeah. us off. Need Garrett Cole need to, Garrett to earn tonight. his money tonight yes big this time. is why we signed him back at back in the Bronx back at the stadium need something have to so, win two in a row or this win doesn't matter so uh for MVP I think I'm going with the clear choice Debbie Garcia just an absolute fucking stud I've been talking about it. I wanted to keep him on this roster now I'm just going to be a bit I'm a big Debbie Garcia guy I'm going to keep saying it and hopefully it pays off and he proves my allegiance correct and he keeps pitching well so we'll see what happens with with Devi. I hope I hope he can maybe be in our in our future, be a bright spot. I love like what you talked about with this quote and see him be like a just a just energy guy, just a dog out there. So we'll see what happens. But who you got for your MVP? So I got to go with my boy, Glasses Glaber, because I have a feeling this is a big turnaround for Glaber. And you know, had the big game on um, the big game we just won, where he strung together a bunch of hits, and I. But if you had a few hits throughout the series, so good to see Glaber get going. It was close. I was between Glaber and Hap just because Hap had, like, a shut-up performance again. Even though they lost that game, Hap did his fucking job. So props to both of them for showing out the series. Uh, appreciate yeah. that, boys. Yeah. So disappointing, as always, Gary Sanchez. Not much more else to say there. We all know what the fuck he's doing. And he the drop fly ball just – the drop pop-up not even fly ball drop pop-up behind the plate is just 
just solidifies that. Yeah. So who who do you have for yet another disappointing? And then uh, you know, there's so just there's so many to choose from, Rob. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> who do I want to take? I'm gonna go. I'm going with Adam Ottavino. We're paying you a lot of money to be very good at relieving. You're a high leverage reliever. You don't come in and give up ten runs. You fucking suck. Change my mind, Otto. And surprising, we talked about both of them. Luis Sessa and Jonathan Holder, man. Yeah. I love Jonathan Holder, dude. <laughs> I really like him. He has done so, like, I don't know, every time he comes in, I'm, like, not that stressed, dude. He's like, a good ball player. He I just feel well. like he's going to come in and, like, he might give up, like, a run. I feel like, but I know the game's not getting broken open. Like, I don't know if that even makes sense. to. No, it does. It does. But like, he's, he keeps his composure and he doesn't like get out of like his rhythm. Like someone like Otto does. And like even Britain, when he struggled for a couple starts or like some of these guys come out there and like, you know, when they don't have their shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Holder kind of keeps himself together. If you want to touch on Sessa a little bit, I know you've been loving Luis Sessa. Yeah, lately, because I've always been a guy that's like, oh, fucking Luis Sessa's in the game. We're going to fucking lose. But, like, that game, I was just like, oh, shit. I was like, I mean, it was kind of already lost. But I was like, you know what? And, and like you said, they had a, what is a sub-3 ERA this year. So, so I got to give credit where credit is due, man. And they've been pitching well. So, uh, it has been... Good for the back end Yankee relievers, I guess. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah. So it's been it's been a weird dude. It's just been such a fucking weird year, man. Uh-huh, weird to say, season, to say the least. So we have the like we mentioned, we had the game tonight with Cole. So we got Cole on the mound against Akin. I think that was the guy that he pitched last game, and he just is yep, that. And he threw like five shutout against us or something. Yeah, and that's the guy that they got from San Diego for Manny Machado so he's kind of looking like oh is it really I I believe so I think that's the prospect that they got from I bet I just I don't even remember that or is it Kremer it may be Kremer wait didn't Manny sign with San Diego in the offseason I think it was a sign and trade uh wait wait nah because Machado remember I wanted I wanted the Yanks to get Machado no Dean Kremer was the guy from uh was was the uh the prospect no i'm pretty sure i i think they did a sign and trade i could be wrong sign i'm gonna look it up right now but (laughs) i'm pretty sure it was a sign and trade because i saw it on espn and they were like yeah this is the guy that they got from uh from the uh padres that went to the orioles but i could be wrong but nonetheless we're looking at a uh baltimore and then massive series massive series against baltimore baltimore gave up the lead against the mets yesterday so hopefully that's a demoralizing loss that then puts them on a fucking losing streak because we need them to lose and we got cole against akin then we got tanaka versus a wojankowski and then montgomery again so if i had to guess the day that we were going to lose based off our starters, I would say the third game that we would lose, but hopefully we fucking win each one. Yeah, hopefully we stop losing Cole and Tanaka starts too. We need those every if we, time. If we take three out of four in this series, we're three and a half games up. So yeah. so hopefully that's what happens. Uh, a little disappointed that Luke Voigt's not playing tonight. However, I do understand he needs a day off. But Good news that Loisaga should be back this weekend, I've heard. And yes. Gio Urshela will be back on Tuesday. So we're getting closer, Rob. 
we're we getting, are getting closer. We're itching to the clo- uh, to the to the finish line and we're getting all these guys back. So hopefully I don't even know if Stanton will ever fucking come back this year. I kind of doubt it at this point, even hey, though, like I said, I texted you today, Rob, and I just want to put this on record just in case it actually happens. We may get a surprise judge or a surprise Stan in the very near future. I just have a feeling. I don't know why. Are you saying this weekend we may be getting one of those players? I would be very happy. I would not count on it. And I would also <laughs> feel free to call myself an idiot if, if this does not happen. But I'm just saying, who knows? They got to, dude, get like Stan's ready. I, I don't care. Like he's fucking ready. He's he's like he's he's like a fine. Oh my god, he's like like Glaber pulled two muscles and he and he came back in like two weeks. It's like with with Stanton, it's like the Jenga blocks are up to the fucking ceiling, and you're like, oh, one fucking misstep and the whole <laughs> shit falls apart. All I need you is to just run around the bases, Stanton. Yeah. Like all you gotta do is sweat. You don't have to even run on the field, buddy. Anything better than the Tyler Wade decisions to fucking run the bases. He may be fast, ladies and gentlemen, but apparently he doesn't know how to make good decisions on the base paths as by his Mets blunder and just uh, Yeah. Um but just looking to get those two MVP caliber players back soon. And see if we can get anything out of them. That's the thing. We gotta have I mean, we get them back, but we want them to perform well. So but yeah, I mean, absolutely. First step is getting them healthy, though. Absolutely agree. But yeah, that's what we're looking for for this weekend. Uh, we're gonna see how it ends up turning out for Baltimore, and then we will have a podcast for you by the end of the weekend, probably, possibly Sunday, maybe Monday. But it will definitely be out by Monday. And then we head to Toronto, and we'll see where it goes from there. We have a Red Sox series next week too, so hopefully we could just fucking sweep that and see. We we only have Toronto. We have this series against the Orioles, Toronto, Red Sox, Marlins, Toronto, I want to say. It's uh, Toronto and then the Marlins to cap off the year. But Marlins have been, like, kind of okay. Yeah, but, they're playing well. Yeah, so that is it for this episode of the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at 4Savages and just kind of – you know, talk with us throughout the season and talk throughout the last stretch of the season and kind of talk with us about what your feelings is on the Yankees. And you guys can fucking argue with us and talk how stupid our opinions are. We fully invite those uh, naysayers and all that shit. We love, we love it. We love it. We love arguing with we're, you guys and talking Yanks. We're, we love it. All right. So once again, be sure to subscribe and follow us and we will catch you next time. Hopefully the Baltimore Orioles have lost the series to the New York Yankees. All right, we'll catch you next time.